Hey friends, this is Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, where we discuss pop culture through the lens of race or gender and sometimes both. I'm your host, Julia Washington, and on today's show, I'm discussing the 2017 coming-of-age movie, Lady Bird. My guest today, you know her. She was here back in January to discuss Asian American representation media. Amy Albertson is here. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be back, and I'm really excited to talk about Lady Bird because Lady Bird is my life on screen, basically. Hey friends, love our show, but hate the commercials. Become a Pop Culture Club member on Patreon for $10 a month to receive ad-free episodes with bonus content, bonus episodes, a virtual meetup to discuss movies and television, and so much more. To learn more about how to become one of our Patreon pals, visit popculturemakesmejealous.com or visit the link in our show notes. This coming-of-age movie stars Saoirse Ronan, Lori Metcalf, and Timothy Chalamet, and was released on September 1st, 2017. Written and directed by Sacramento native Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird takes place in the early aughts, the era of my own high school days. Lady Bird McPherson is artistically inclined, restless, and in regular conflict with her mother. But before we dive in, let me reintroduce you to my guest. Amy Albertson is a Jewish advocate and educator from California. While living in Israel for six years, she created the Asian Israeli, where she cataloged her experience as a Chinese American Jewish woman. She is an active online voice for mixed Jews, particularly highlighting her experience as an Asian American Jewish woman. She is the absolute perfect choice for this episode because her connection to Sacramento. Amy, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you from Sacramento, actually. Um, no shame. I'm one of those pandemic people who moved back in with her parents. So yeah. here we are. I feel like that's a lot of people because the world's just cruel. I feel like Ladybird, if we were to have like a where's Ladybird now, might be in my situation yeah. somewhat. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So, friends. Um, this is not necessarily a spoiler free episode. So if you haven't seen the movie, sorry. Um, but we're going to give you a quick summary of the film. So you have an idea of where we're going. And to be honest, I not, I had, I literally had nothing in me to write my own summary. So I pulled this from Google and I apologize because it's Google, no offense to Google, but sometimes it's the not, it's not the most deep and thoughtful or insightful summaries. A nurse works tirelessly to keep her family afloat after her husband loses his job. She also maintains a turbulent bond with her teenaged daughter, who is just like her, loving, strong-willed, and deeply opinionated. So you understand now why I prefaced it with Google. It's a Google. That's such a weird summary because it's centered on the mom. But the movie is about about Lady Bird, Bird, I'd say. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. I think I thought that was interesting too, but the headlines and reviews in 2017, we're going to give you a quick highlight. The New Yorker ran a headline, Greta Gerwig's exquisite flawed ladybird. The New York times headline, Greta Gerwig's ladybird is big screen perfection. Vox's headline said ladybird is not just one of 2017's best films. It's a beautiful, hilarious act of love. In Vox's review, writer Alyssa Wilkinson had this to say, there's a remarkable amount of depth beneath this apparently conventional arc. In Ladyburg, Gerwig has taken the familiar teenage girl coming of age plot and turned it into something rather extraordinary and carefully observed the kind of movie that actually reveals layers on repeated viewing. It's not too often that we get a coming-of-age story that takes place in a city like Sacramento, and while Sac and Modesto are worlds apart, there are enough similarities that makes this film even more special to those who spent their adolescence in this part of California. So, Amy, I'm going to start with the most obvious question. What was your overall impressions of this film? 
I loved it. Um, I mean, I think those headlines definitely are doing it justice. It's a great film, not just because I can relate to it on many more levels than probably the majority of viewers based on my life experience, which we'll get into. But I think it's also just, it has, so I'm kind of a sucker for like an indie feel. And I feel like it has a bit of that indie feel, like Greta yeah. Gerwig kind of has that, but this is not a low budget film. Like it has big names and it has high production, but it kind of still has that, which I really enjoyed. And I think that sometimes with indie films, you have, there's like a lot of times a level of like, they're just not there yet. They mm -hmm. have a little bit of like that missing piece, but I felt like this had the indie feel, but it was there, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. So mm -hmm. on those levels, I just think it's a great movie. I agree with you. It I love that it had the indie feel. I think that's what made it feel so authentic in its storytelling too, because if you have, um, and they kind of do that, it will not, they, I feel like movie studios kind of do that generally, or they try to do that generally with, um, hall, you know, coming of age high school stories. Yeah. Like when I think of like the perks of being a wallflower and, yes. um, they tried to do it with love Simon, but it, you know, and there's like different, it's not the same as when they were making movies like 20 years ago about high school. They definitely try to give it that, I don't know, authentic raw feel. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because as the high schooler of like me being like Ladybird or her friends, I would be into indie films. I was so cool. I would go to Tower all the time. Yes. Tower Theater, which they show many times, mm -hmm. uh, Sacramento Staple. And like, I'm like, yeah, even like, even like a blockbuster film, we'd be like, well, is it playing at the Tower? Let's go to the Tower. It's like, why do we want to go to the Tower? It has way older, shittier equipment. <laughs> the seats are just like springy and creaky and not as good and they smell musty. Like, why are we so pretentious? But anyway, <laughs> I think that adds a layer to like why I love the film because I would have wanted an indie film in that time as yeah, well yeah i love that so <laughs> did you relate to lady bird herself or some or one of the other characters so it's really interesting because when i originally watched it i definitely was like oh wow like i lived lady bird's life i went to so in sacramento there are three catholic high schools um greta gerwig went to one of them which is saint francis which is what i think it's called immaculate heart yeah, yeah. in the movie is based on and then there's jesuit which is the boys high school and then there's a third one that's not really mentioned which is christian brothers and that's actually where i went to high school um oh. so i went to catholic high school in sacramento which is very much a part of this like you know they show them having mass together mm -hmm. with the boys so there's often like once a year a big mass with all three schools oh my gosh at the cathedral in downtown sacramento um and so literally like everything about it was just so matched up to my life mm -hmm. i so i always thought i related to ladybird but then upon watching it again for this podcast i was like wow i think i'm maybe like more of a julie or i'm somewhere in between oh. ladybird and julie because the thing that julie does a lot that i really was like oh i think i'm the julie and not the ladybird is she's constantly putting herself as like second place mm. you know when they talk about like when they see danny for the first time and she's like ladybird's like look at him you know and julie's like yeah you should go for it because yeah. i could never i'm just and that's it's me. I used to call myself the underachiever of the overachievers <laughs> oh my God. because I was like in the advanced classes because this was like a college prep high school. That's why I went there. And I was in the highest level of classes, but I was the one who was like scraping by. Mm. All of my friends were so genius smart. Like, yeah. So I feel like I a lot of times was like Julie and putting myself as like the second best to everyone else, to the ladybirds, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's like that scene when the uh, math teacher's like, I lost my math book. So I need you guys to tell me what your grades are. And she's like, I have a B ladybird. And he's like, are you sure? It's more like a yeah. B minus, maybe <laughs> like a C plus. She's like, nope, it's a B. <laughs> well, and Julie's like an A minus. And he's like, I think it was an A. And she's like, if you say so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beanie Feldstein, right? Love her. Love, so love her. Yeah. Love her. 
I loved her in Booksmart. Oh my god! Yes, okay. Booksmart is such a good movie, but we don't need to go on. Yeah, <laughs> we could we go on can, a whole yeah. episode about Booksmart. I love that movie. Yep. It's yeah. I took my son to see it, and I was like, "Was that awkward for you to watch that with your mom?" And he was like, "No, it's fine." It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my my two cents in. I um totally related to Lady Bird. Her desire to, you know, her restlessness and her desire to get out, and sort of like, um, there's that scene where the guidance counselor's like. <laughs> Oh my god. You gosh. surprisingly have high SAT scores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she, and, but her grades aren't great. And, you know, they're like, yeah, go to state school. That'll be so good for you. And she's like, I'm not the whole fuck UC Davis. I'm not going to UC yeah. Davis. Like that was like, there was so much passion behind that emotion. And that's how I felt about CSU Stanislaus, which is like near ish where we are where I am it's like I don't want to go to Stan State what's the point of going off to college when you're gonna just go 20 minutes away like I don't get that I mean that was a huge sentiment in for everyone I went to school with it was like it was like a joke in our school that if you went to Chico State that's where like people who couldn't actually get into a school to go away (laughs) would go to Chico State to go away in air quotes that no one can see me doing right now but um because it's like a couple hours right it's like an hour and a half yeah it's like an hour and a half and it's like you can go to Sac State or Sac City and sorry for anyone who feels like it's weird for me to say Sac but for Sacramento people it's very normal (laughs) it's very normal something I didn't learn until I left Sac and was like old Sac and people are like what (laughs) we're like um yeah so yeah same exact same sentiment it's like everyone's like if you don't go to college away and like away away then you're like nothing yeah yeah and poor julie's like i'm just gonna go to sac city yeah you know it's just gonna be fine and you know ladybirds over here like where can i go that's the farthest away from um sacramento i mean well yeah and like when ladybird like drops the yale bomb on the <laughs> on the college counselor she's like you like yale but like obviously not yale because i know i couldn't get in there but you know what i mean it's she's it's just like ladybird you're a few degrees away <laughs> from Yale even like what are you thinking yeah oh I just love her this episode is brought to you by Hughes by Jewels Hughes by Jewels offers custom artwork and original prints specializing in watercolor focusing on the human form and different shades of skin if you're looking for that perfect gift for a birthday or have a special memory you'd like to commemorate, visit Hughes by Jewels on Instagram or find the Etsy shop of the same name. That's Hughes, H-U-E-S by Jewels, J-U-L-S. For some of us, maybe many of us, especially those of us who graduated high school near the time this film takes place. So it's over the course of 2002, 2003, Lady Bird graduates high school in 2003. Just a reminder to all of our friends at home, I graduated high school in 2002. Um, So it for me, felt like Greta Gerwig perfectly captures the tone of this era. But anyone who attended private religious school who was creatively inclined or generally restless and ready to move on in life will find camaraderie in this story, I think. I want to talk a little bit more about the private private religious school experience. The Hollywood Reporter offered this sentiment in the review. The Catholic school experience is rendered with hilarity, but again, without meanness and even with a sprinkling of generosity. The senior nun on the staff, the wonderful Lois Smith, cuts through the BS to be real with Ladybird, and great fun is had with the school's theater productions. When the original faculty director of the Tempest bails out, he's replaced by the school's football coach, a loud mouth. <laughs> I, I forgot about this scene, and then when we watched it, it was dying. A loud mouth who rambunctiously illustrates how the Shakespearean drama will be staged by diagramming a chalkboard with X's and O's and firmly drawn arrows. <laughs> such a funny scene. It is such a funny scene. And it gave me like the me- the vibes of like the coach in Mean Girls yes! teaching sex ed. Um, and also it's extremely accurate because I was taught driver's ed by PE coaches. Oh my gosh. 
that's who it's just like i don't also i don't understand is that like a thing in schools where it's like any extra random topics they just like give it to the football coach coaches or football coaches athletic coaches you know that's not been my experience with um private religious school so the private religious school i went to wasn't catholic it was um oh it was christian and i say that weirdly um but we didn't have like our pe teachers were our teachers like they weren't a separate entity. Oh. I also didn't go to high school in, in the private religious sector. Like oh, okay. by the time, like the end of seventh grade, I was like, get me out of this shit. I can't, yeah. I just can't anymore. Um, actually no, halfway through eighth grade, I was like, I'm done. I can't anymore. This is like awful. Send me to public school. Um, but with the whole comment that Lori Metcalf's character says, Miguel saw somebody knifed in front of, the Oh school. yes. You have to go to immaculate heart. I guess I'm just like curious, like, tell me more about the high school experience in Sacramento. And because that's Lori Metcalf's worry that Lady Bird's going to get caught up in something. You get knife. That's why she has to go to the, the Catholic school, but they don't seem like a religious family. And so my experience was we had people who sent their kids to the school because they thought it was safer and they weren't religious. So they, you know, made a ruckus during chapel. So at least for in Sacramento, so in Sacramento, the Catholic schools are like the academic, most like academically advanced. So oh. that's why I went because I'm Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> As my yeah. bio said 300 times, Jewish girl, Jewish, 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 Jewish. <laughs> um, so I'm Jewish, but I went to this Catholic high school and actually there were a number of Jews there. Um, and that's just because it's, it was college prep. Yeah. So I was like big, nerdy, academically inclined all through everything. And then ironically, when I went to high school, I was like, I hate school now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I chose, I was like, mom, dad, can I apply to this private Catholic high school? And they're like, if that's what you want to do, like, okay, apply. And I got in and then I went there and that was that. But um yeah, the other schools are just not known to be as academically advanced. And I guess, yeah, there's like a stigma on public school uh, in Sacramento and I guess in a lot of places, probably in America. Um, my brother went to the local public high school. He was like, hell no, I'm going to Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's interesting. And I actually, when you brought up uh, was it the Jesuit school? Jesuit, right? yeah, yeah. It's the boys school. They advertise on TV a lot, or they oh, used do to. they? Yeah, when I was doing freelance and I was home all day and I'd have TV on in the background as just like stuff moving, so I didn't feel alone in the house. Mm-hmm. They were a commercial that would run pretty much all during daytime television. Well, they yeah, because that's the other thing is like in a lot of sports, it's kind of like colleges, you know, like for sports purposes, they can be really good because they can like give scholarships to athletes that makes sense central so central catholic is a catholic school here it's the uh that's not true does our they might be the only high school catholic high school in town um and they do they kind of shot they don't well i shouldn't say it like this but they do they go and like recruit <laughs> yeah they the do players to have on their team and some of those people who've played on those team played for central catholic have gone on to you know get really good college educations because of um sports scholarships i don't know if anybody's gone pro though I don't i've know. people i went to high school with play in the nfl really yeah wow that's impressive yeah they're not like stars but but still the fact that yeah yeah the fact that you make it is kind of a big deal yeah i think that's wild yeah it's crazy i mean and then there's people like greta gerwig right like she went to one of these schools Mm -hmm. and she's greta gerwig and she made this movie (laughs) yeah she's made amazing movies like she did like we covered little women um, during christmas and I was just so angry that like oh, I she forgot made... she did that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I yes, like, I love that movie. She made the little women I wanted to make had I gotten out of the Central Valley, which clearly we all can see that I did not. Greta, um, hire Julia. Yeah. 
Get her out. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like we have the same brain because when watching, so my mom, so I'm watching Lady Bird for the first time. And in 2017, I was 34. That sounds right. And I was like in a really hard place because a lot of people I had gone to art school with and a lot of people I'd gone to high school with, and we were all in these artsy fartsy programs together. were like actually starting to make waves in, in their chosen industry and a little bit more famous, like they're, you know, nobody knows who they are necessarily, but I see that they're winning Mm -hmm. Emmys. I see that they're working on these things. And I'm just like, fuck my life. Like Mm -hmm. I would, and not that I say, not that I want to win all the awards, but to be in a creative industry, to be like on such a large scale of storytelling and to know that we went to school together. So it was like, you got to cultivate your craft and I am still writing like I'm 12. That's not true. Um, but you know, that's what it feels like. So I'm sobbing through the whole entire movie because I felt like Oh my God. I felt like that. Cause my sophomore year, I was done with high school. I said to my parents, please let me take the GED and I'll go to the junior college oh. and then I'll transfer to a four year. And they said no. And then after oh, no. that, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. And I just really did not my senior year. I dropped out of all the advanced classes into general ed. That shit was so fucking easy. I was like, people were struggling in my English class. And I'm like, how are you struggling? Like, I didn't even read the work and I still got an A on the essay. Like, this is not hard. And so it just kind of Ladybird was kind of like the, this was what, this is the alternative universe that you could have had, had your parents been more supportive about you being bored at school. Oh no. I mean, I know you're listening. (laughs) I mean, I was like a little similar to you in that, like I was art. What did you call it? Like artsy artistically inclined artsy fartsy um because yeah i was like in ap art and stuff like that and actually and so it's it's also funny because ladybird only gets into theater in her senior year yeah so i also my senior year started painting sets for (gasps) the plays that's awesome and so i like started to have these new like theater friends because i i was like a floater in high school i would like float around to different groups Mm -hmm. i was friends with a lot of different groups because i went to middle school at like a big middle school but anyway yeah so just like ladybird i started doing i was started like getting into the drama department only in my senior year and like you i by my senior year i was like i'm going to art college so (laughs) i don't care about ap english even though i did take ap english and (laughs) i became legendary because i threw the test and they give the essay to the teachers to read and my teacher had a hundred percent pass rate for years and (laughs) me and one other person failed and my essay literally i wrote for two hours i was like i don't care about this test i just really don't feel like it i'm really preoccupied with my my apr portfolio so instead i'm going to give you a synopsis of what happened on gossip girl this week and i wrote for two hours about what happened on Gossip Girl and this teacher god forbid she or anyone that knows her listens to this podcast but she went on to like tell at the on the first day of AP English for like years now she tells everyone if you are not in this class to take it seriously leave the class because I had a student who da 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 and everyone like my friends younger siblings were like Amy was that you I'm like yep that was me (laughs) gosh uh I fucking love that story and I'm like there's a reason why we connected there there's another reason why we've connected there's that spirit I love that spirit (laughs) I mean I shouldn't maybe encourage people to have that spirit because it's like rules and structure and order for a reason but I feel like at the same time like when a teenager is telling you I'm fucking bored. This sucks. Like you need to hear them because in my case, that's when you start, that's when I start to self-destruct and start doing things that are like mm-hmm. really bad for me. Well, that's um, another reason why I like sort of was seeing myself as a Julie the second time around, mm-hmm. because there's the scene at the end about where she's like not going to prom mm-hmm. and she's like, what's wrong? She's like, I don't know. I'm just sad. I just get like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like, like, oh, there's that like depression that I thought was teen angst as a teenager. But now I've realized, no, Amy, you actually, you know, have mental health challenges. Um, and it's so interesting because at the time when I first watched it, I guess I didn't realize like I was re- related, relating to Julie. But this time I was like, oh, yep, that was me. Yeah. 
<laughs> and what's great about Julie's character is she's so happy and so friendly and so chipper and so just matter of fact through the whole thing. You just can't help but love her. You know, when yeah. Lady Bird auditions for the play and she puts Lady Bird in quotes and then mm-hmm. Julie puts her Julie in quotes and she's like, <laughs> Loved Julie's it. not a nickname. She's like, well, yeah, it is because my name's whatever her, you know, Julianne or something like yeah. that. And, you know, she just loves Lady Bird so much. Um, no. And then that transition that she makes from what that Lady Bird makes from hanging out with Julie all the time to like the cool kids. Oh, I hated it. I hated that. I was just so angry at her. Mm-hmm. And that girl, the girl that she was friends with was just like the new one was just Jenna. Like, oh. Yeah, that's it, Jenna. Thank you. <clears throat> the actress is actually Israeli. Really? Yeah, her name is Odaya. I Odaya Rush. How you- Oh, thank you. I was looking at her IMDb and I was like, I have no idea how to pronounce this. I need to mm-hmm. type it into Google and give me the pronunciation. Thank you for that. Yeah. She's beautiful. I thought she did a great job yeah. at being that character. Um, and <laughs> just Lady Bird's just lying through her teeth about like who she is. And, like, yeah, and her where house. She lives. Can you tell us a little bit about the Fab 40s? Okay, yes. Such so, a fabulous neighborhood. Yeah, so definitely. So I was not. I can relate to Lady Bird a bit on the like, oh, I don't live in these rich neighborhoods and whatever. I was not like, I will admit that I was not as uh, financially challenged, we'll say, as Lady Bird's family, thank God. But um, but yeah, a lot of my friends, I grew up like hanging out at people's houses in the Fab 40s and I'd be like, yeah, mom and dad, I'm going to the Leathers' house and like their dad just got a Maserati. <laughs> And I touched it. Like, (laughs) I remember I was like, we can't drive it, but can I touch it? And my friend's like, I guess. Like, like 14-year-old me is like, oh, my God. Um, Yeah, and, like, I grew up with these kids that lived in these neighborhoods. So the Fab 40s are in East Sacramento, and it's basically, you know, the – 40th to 50th but really it kind of starts more at like 38 to like 45 but anyways it's like the big the big houses like huge houses and those ones that they show in it it was funny because this time I was paying attention to like see if I saw any of my friends houses but they didn't film on their streets Mm. I guess so um but yeah they they're just like these rich people and it's so there's one line where Jenna's character they're in the pool and she says Oh, the fat like Lady Bird lies and says she lives in the Fab 40s and she says she lives in the big blue house that's actually Danny's grandmother's. And then Jenna's character is like, that's so great. The Fab 40s is where our starter house was. Like now we live in Granite Bay, which is hilarious if you know like the like the context of this. And I was just cracking up like oh my goodness that was such a great scene because Jen, because in addition to that which i love those little nuggets throughout the movie because there's t- there's a lot of that for people who are like local to the area mm-hmm. um but there's also that moment too where ladybird's just talking about how she like can't wait to get out and blah blah yeah. and jenna's like i don't know i'm happy here i can have a couple kids and you know it's fine and ladybird's just like what yeah she's like you like, yeah <laughs> kind like, of with her face <laughs> yeah and I kind of loved that because I feel like a lot of times when you live in a city like Sacramento or and Modesto is a big small town um you kind of you know get comfortable with what you know and you don't necessarily think that you can do a little bit better or a little different or what have you and that scene was so great to me one because of the comment about the starter house thing but then two because <laughs> of the moment when when Lady Bird's like not everybody wants to get the fuck out. Yeah. Well, and it's also really like that. Like so many people I went to high school with are like legacy families, um, generations, you know, three, four generations of families that go to these Catholic high schools. Um, A lot of high school sweethearts, a much higher percentage of people who are still friends with the people they were friends with in high school. I thought... Also, again, God forbid anyone from my high school listens to this. Um, I'm not really friends with anyone I went to high school with that much anymore. And I, when it first started happening, I felt bad. I thought there was something wrong with me because I, the model I was shown was that like everyone stays friends with their high school friends. And then I started to meet other people, you know, in general that 
are not from this environment and they're like no amy i'm not friends with anyone i went to high school with yeah because i'm not the same person i was in high school <laughs> yeah seriously truly it's like that here sort of um i've actually removed myself from that sort of situation but my son's dad's side of the family they have been here for a couple generations everybody knows who the fan you know who they are yeah. they know they know the kids all the kids know each other and now there's grandkids and all the grandkids know each other and i'm over here like i can't do that <laughs> yeah i think i have basically one really close friend from growing up and that's because we went to school mm -hmm. together since we were like 12 but other than that i was i felt so much guilt when i started to part ways with my mm. high school friends Interesting. Um, that's because everyone around me was still friends with their high school friends. And I was like, is something wrong with me? But like, no, most people actually don't necessarily stay friends with their high school friends like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Truly. Are you on Instagram? Are you following us on Instagram? Find us at pop culture makes me jealous. That's where we have all of our conversations post show drop. And we want you to be a part of it. We want to know, what do you think of the show? What do you think of this week's episode? Did you agree? Did you disagree? We won't know any of those things until you go over to Instagram. Give us that follow and start having a conversation with us. We can't wait to talk to you there. Find us on Instagram at pop culture makes me jealous. Looking forward to talking with you. Throughout the movie, it is very clear Lady Bird McPherson wants out of Sacramento and the sooner the better, but her mother isn't so sure about her daughter's future. Overwhelmed and burdened by the family's financial situation, Marion wants to support her daughter, but is practical in doing so, which sadly for Lady Bird or Lady Bird translates it as feeling not only unsupported, but also misunderstood. I felt that in my core, if I'm going to be honest, like that was really, that dynamic got really hard for me sometimes. Mm -hmm. So much of my high school experience was just buying time until I could get out and away and be free, find my people on the social spectrum, but not a lot of people feel that insane pull to escape. So I want to talk and explore about that a little bit because mm -hmm. It, like you mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of people are generational in Sacramento. So having grown up there and being a creative person yourself, did you feel that pull to escape? And was it as strong as Ladybirds? I don't know if mine was as strong as Ladybirds, but I certainly was like, well, I went to college in California at first. And then mm. I, sorry, I'm going to drop this bomb on you. I graduated from high school in 2009, <laughs> which was, um, right when there was like the housing crisis yeah. and the, the economy just tanked so i couldn't trans so basically i went to private art college in california my first semester and then i dropped out i'm an art school dropout <laughs> and um and then i wanted to transfer to a california school but i couldn't because they wouldn't let you transfer till you were a junior oh um so i ended up going out of state and i went to portland oregon which is oh, a whole yeah. other thing. I didn't know but, that you went to um, PSU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I went to PSU. And, um, but no, I think I was a little, little bit more Julie about it because, you know, Julie's like, I'm just going to go to Sac City. And I was kind of like, if I can take advantage of the California school system, like I will. But I was very much like, I don't want to go to Berkeley and I don't want to go to Davis. Um, <laughs> like and I wasn't going to go to... <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to Chico, you know, so um, I did apply to some state schools, but I think it's really interesting because I had a friend who was like, she even looked like Lady Bird. She didn't go to my Catholic school, but she, she actually, they don't say what neighborhood Lady Bird lived in, but I'm pretty sure based on the bridge that they show and I'm she says that she lives. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she lives in the same neighborhood that my friend did. And this girl, I don't want to name her, mm -hmm. but this girl, it's like if you, it's like Voldemort. Um, <laughs> this girl was like, I want to get the F out of here. I'm going to go. And she did go to New York also. She wow. went to the new school. God only knows how she got in there. Um, <laughs> I'm so mean. Um, she, she really like fucked me over in high school mm -hmm. socially. So I have like, 
Yeah, I know. I have a couple of those where I'm just like, how did you manage to make your life work out better than I managed to make my life work out? Yeah, it's like, and also, I don't even know if she made her life work out better than me. She just like Mm -hmm. did end up going to New York and stuff. But I realized that she's deeply unhappy. We don't need to talk about this, but (laughs) I realized that she's like deeply unhappy because she's a bad person. But yeah, yeah, she was like very much like Lady Bird. So I definitely like watched that, um, like watching Lady Bird Mm -hmm. was like watching her yeah um where she's like mom and dad like make it happen like i am getting out of here and i'm going to new york i'm going to the new school and it was just like she was just like i don't care what you do like take out a second mortgage sell your kidney i'm going like make it happen (laughs) you make a lot of money for with the kidney on the black market probably don't do that yeah we're not condoning it it's not safe it's not safe like (laughs) follow the rules in that regard like everybody please um it's interesting because you know lady bird makes that comment about oh i'm from the other side of the tracks and then when she starts dating danny and he comes to pick her up and he's like oh yeah she made the she said she lived on the other side of the tracks but it's funny because i actually did cross train tracks to get here but he's just making an innocent observation yeah because he's a kid and like well it's also funny because he never crossed the train tracks before he didn't even know where she was talking about because he didn't go there yeah and then (laughs) and then when he says this in front of her mother she's like oh yeah you can see it's like laurie metcalf's face said the fuck yeah you know, but she's still going to be polite and respectful in front of this kid. And so she just, it just, she's so deeply offended and heartbroken. And this time around Lori Metcalf's struggle of like, I got the sense that she was disappointed in the way that her life panned out. Cause she makes mm-hmm. that comment about like, we didn't think that we were going to live in this house for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Like we make all these sacrifices so you can have all of these things, yada, yada. And, um, it's just those little tiny things that parents feel like are they're digs, but they're not necessarily digs. Yeah. It's just kids don't know any better. You don't know any different at 16. You get taken to Thanksgiving in the fab forties with your boyfriend. Yeah. And you think that's better. You know, it's like, you don't know all the nuances and the difficulties of life at that point, or at least well, you and, anyway. Yeah. And it's. I mean, you know, the summary that you gave centered on on the mom. I don't remember her name, but we'll go with Laurie Metcalf because yeah. she's the actress. Um, and she played she plays the mom so well, mm-hmm. even though, like, I hate her. Like, not Laurie Metcalf. I hate the, the mom character. because, like, you know, when I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm Lady Bird. And so she plays the mom so well in this way. But she's, like, mean. Mm-hmm. She is real. Like, and I understand she's going through it because now the adult me who's watching the ladybird me <laughs> like having that weird interaction with the mom while i'm watching is just like okay mom i get it you're like financially burdened your daughter is like a bitchy teenager at sometimes you know your son and his girlfriend like live on your couch your husband's losing his job all these things wow nobody watch this if you don't want to spoiler alert i just yeah. told you everything but um not everything there's still some things yeah, that some, we haven't discussed. i mean like we said that timothy chalamet is in this movie but we well, have yet to have to get to, to we, we're gonna get to timothy chalamet <laughs> so but, but yeah so like laurie metcalf's character like when she says to, when when uh ladybird's like throwing her little fit and she mm-hmm. says i'm gonna write down a number i'm gonna make so much money then i'm gonna pay it back and i'll never talk to you again and her mom's like you'll never get a job good enough to make yeah. that much money i was like whoa that's some shade right there right from- yes well from the job I was she was like that, that to her it just yeah. it, it, like it just progressed right like that was the that was like the crux of it but throughout the whole film she said she's thrown shade at her like you know oh you think you can get into that college no yeah. like you can get into a state school maybe kind of stuff and that's yeah. not that's not what you want to hear when you're like an adolescent. No. Like you no. know, your par- your parents will be in your corner on your team, regardless of what your status is. Yeah. Cool. Like they're supposed to be your cheerleaders, but she's so practical and so pragmatic that it feels oppressive. I know, but I think that maybe it's her projecting of like, she knows that she's not able to give that to Lady Bird. Mm. So instead of it being her fault, she's trying to make it like, well, Lady Bird, you're just not going to get into that school. So we don't even need to talk about the fact that I can't pay for it. Right. 
Right. Oh my gosh. And then when it's like, oh, you don't even know what it's like to have a terrible mother. I was raised by an al- an abusive alcoholic. And oh then yeah. Slam the door. Yikes. And you're just like, oh. It's like, mom, you need a therapist. Please stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she works in a psychiatric ward. So I, you know, think I know. I like- know. Oh, yeah. Oy. Oh, man. Oh, man. Though this movie does make me want to reread The Grapes of Wrath because the opening scene. I for- love that book. Mm-hmm. I love so- Steinbeck. Me too. Yes. Oh, there's so many reasons why we're like on the same page. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love Steinbeck and I loved reading. And I and it's funny because the second time I was watching it, I didn't remember that they that the opening scene was The Grapes of Wrath. But as soon mm-hmm. as I heard the words, I was like, I think they're listening to The Grapes of Wrath. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. It's like I on told- Jeopardy when you get the answer right. Yes. I totally forgot too, and I pulled a review, and I was like, "Why don't I remember this?" I feel like I would have remembered. I remember the Joan Didion quote, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone in every review talked about the Joan Didion quote. Mm-hmm. Um, may she rest in peace. I literally burst out in tears when I heard that she passed. Um, and so I remembered that, but then I read a review that was like, "Oh," and it opens with them crying at the grapes of wrath, and I was like what how did I not how did I not remember that so this time around I was like getting emotional yeah. with them I was like oh I need to reread it it's so yeah. good I wonder if I even have that book on my I must I must um but yeah we didn't even touch on Timothy Chalamet yet whoa okay we have to talk about Timothy Chalamet because this is one of the other re- I so I saw originally I saw the movie in the movie theaters when it came out with my grandma Oh, I love that. Oh, Who doesn't I love live? That. Yeah, and she doesn't live in Sacramento. But we got out of the movie, and my grandma's like, "Did you like it?" And I said, "Grandma, I just watched my life on the mo- on the video screen on the video screen on the movie screen, the theater, whatever. I can't speak. I just watched my life before my eyes." And she's like, "What?" And I was like, "Even I was like, I'm sorry, Grandma. I'm just gonna be frank with you, but like, even the boy she lost her virginity to, that's the boy I lost my virginity to." Like, literally, I'm telling you, Julia, the the conversation about rolled cigarettes. Oh, my gosh. I, I had that conversation. I love that. I, like, the <laughs> this boy, Luke. Luke, who is now a woman, by the way. Good for Luke. Yeah, good for Luke, which I also was like, oh, and then there's Danny, who's actually gay. And, like, Danny's you know. Danny's storyline broke my heart. I know. Poor <laughs> I had friends in high school who couldn't come out and it just wasn't safe and it wasn't okay. And people weren't going to get it. And so, you know, we, five years later, they come home and they're like, Hey, I'm gay. I'm like, no, I knew. I'm glad that you now know and can feel safe to say it. And when I talk to my kids' generation about that kind of stuff, they're like, what? Like, no, seriously. Like the gay kids weren't allowed to be gay. It yeah, wasn't that anything w- that we implemented. It was like the structure of society. It's so sad. There's a reason why we're fucked up. Well, and Catholic school on top of that is just yeah. like really hard. I So Prop 8 um, was happening when mm-hmm. I was graduating from high school. That's right. So some people could vote. And so the senior class always has a big mass at the at the big, I was about to say the synagogue, oh dear, at the big cathedral in Sacramento and the like bishop or diocese or whatever of Sacramento will give the sermon. And he literally just gave us all a whole talk about how a lot of you are gonna be starting to be able to vote. And you need to think about as good Catholic people, like what you're gonna vote. And people were so mad. They were like, um, weren't you supposed to encourage us about the future? And instead you just gave us a political opinion, like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Timothy Chalamet, let's get back to the juice. So He's so cute. Whoa, this, this character was, it's so funny because this is where I related to Lady Bird. That was like the, the caricature of all the boys I had a crush mm-hmm. on until after probably college um like skinny lanky, always reading musician pretentious reading like catcher in the rye or mm-hmm. or like albert camus yeah. or something really pretentious and like yeah i smoked rolled cigarettes and gave me the whole spiel about why smoking rolled cigarettes is better for you yeah i was just like maybe don't smoke at all i don't know yeah, that's probably actually <laughs> the best for you i was just like okay yeah Everyone told oh. me don't make out with smokers, but too late. 
<laughs> Sometimes they're just sexy. It's hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's funny because I lived in I'm a former smoker. It's so I hard. mean, it's funny because I well, so yeah, like this first boy I was ever like boys didn't like me in high school that I knew of. Luke was the first person to like express liking me more than just a friend. So it was Aww. like, okay. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so him and then like, you know, I mo- when I lived in Israel, everyone smoked. So at some point I was kind of like, do I like mm. kissing smokers? Is that is that what's happening here? <laughs> is, is that we- like I was like a complex. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Timothy Chalamet. So he's kind of mysterious in this mm-hmm. movie because he has the whole thing with his dad. And, and we get talks- a small glimpse of that later in the movie but he does you know kind of compare everything to what his family suffering is in a way and where's yeah but where's his mom i don't know if we ever saw her we didn't see her but and he doesn't talk about her either but i'm just Mm -mm. thinking like if your dad is you know drooling in a chair with oxygen where you must have a mom somewhere doing something right i don't Mm -hmm. know it was just Mm -hmm. such an odd there, he's like such a mysterious character and I just want to know more about him. Yeah. That scene when they're at the party and he's sitting out by the pool smoking, reading. <laughs> he always has his book. Oh, it drew me fucking nuts that he would as, bend it back uh, like that. Yes. Like, and as soon as they stop having sex, he picks up the book immediately. Yes. It's like yeah. he can't not have the book. Yeah. He's the guy when we're all, when you're all 30, that you're, he hasn't changed. He's still doing that. And, but it's weirder now because like, um, I don't know. It just is. It's like just Peter weirder. Pan. He's like a Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah. Hipster and, Peter Pan. Yeah. And it's cute and adorable and, and kind of sexy in high school and maybe even in college a little bit, but then, you know, at 30, 35, 40, you're just yeah. like, okay what are we doing <laughs> yeah it's like you're not cooler than everyone now because you're the same person that you were 10 20 years ago uh-huh. so wash your hair and get it <laughs> and 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 stop smoking rolled cigarettes yep i <laughs> but i did okay so i did love ladybird's reaction after they finished having sex and he she was like oh we lost our virginity to yeah each other. and he 100 said that he, he said that i was so upset i was like yeah. that's kind of like that's fucked up yeah that's but really then what makes up. it more fucked up is that he was like oh i've had like sex with six or seven people and she's like we're in high school yeah you- how does that even happen <laughs> like you don't know we're in high school like you don't know your body count yeah well and it's funny because she's like rightfully upset and then Uh she tells him like yeah i'm upset because i just had a whole experience that like wasn't real yeah i never said that to you i never said that it's like no no boy you did it's literally on film (laughs) it's literally (laughs) oh man oh it was like that it was like things guys say in the heat of passion to make you feel better but they're not true i don't even know where or why or how that began but that shit needs to stop yeah also to be honest it's kind of like i don't know i don't know why we would feel that it's more comfortable i guess when you're a virgin to know that the other person is a virgin i don't know for me personally it just wasn't i don't think that was something that would have made me feel better or worse about it but Mm. Isn't it? It's such a weird thing to think that, like, why does that make you feel more willing to do it with them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Um, I wasn't a person who had sex in high school. I thought it was stupid. Oh, well, I didn't have sex with Luke until I was out of high school, but yeah. he was still in high school. So oh. I guess I shouldn't incriminate myself. <laughs> do you want me to cut that out? I will. I, I mean, what's the statute of limitations on that? I have no idea. But like my thought process was we have the rest of our lives. Of course, you know, I'm in high school. I don't know. I don't know what dating is going to be like. I'm delusional yeah. because of pop culture and rom-coms. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking I have the rest of my life to deal with this, that, and I'm terrified of diseases and like our health class. That's, I feel like all our health class was, was like, here's a disease you will get from sex. So I'm just like, I don't understand why anybody want to do that. If my chances of getting this are like 40%, you know, kind of stuff. So I just definitely, I was scared, but because I had dropped out of high school, I mean, not high school. Whoa. I dropped out of (laughs) art school. 
And then I came back to Sacramento for one semester. That's when I was bored out of my mind because I came back to Sacramento and I also felt like a failure because all my friends were out uh, having the time of their life. And I was yeah. like, I'm depressed and I hate college. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess this is what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that that's, uh, that's the point in life where I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> See, this is self-destruction is bad. Not in, listen, listeners at home, you know, I love my son. I've talked about how he's my favorite. I'm just saying, listen to your children when they say that they're bored and restless. <laughs> so I went to see Lady Bird with my mom at the State Theater, which is a local cinema house that has been in Modesto since 1934. It's kind of a big deal. It's like the Tower of Modesto. Yeah, yeah they re they renovated it a couple years ago. Um, I think I think right before the economic downturn and then they're like shit yep. no one going to the movies yep and it's got an art deco vibe which is so fun like they really yeah. stayed it true to that era with the design and it's definitely a welcome time warp and in 2017 i was in a i like i mentioned i was in a very strange place emotionally so i had been unemployed for over a year and many of the people i went to summer arts programs and th had thriving careers like i said you know they were winning emmys mm -hmm. they were getting you know on these big named shows and i was just mm -hmm. like the fuck am i doing with my life right now <laughs> i'm unemployed and in grad school <laughs> me. i was jealous <laughs> i'm just gonna throw it out there I was 100 jealous of everybody and I'm not as jealous anymore. Let's, I mean, I'm going to say that like my jealousy hasn't fully subsided when I watch, you know, read the articles for like the creative arts Emmys and I read mm. names that I know. And I'm just like, good for you. Also, fuck you. <laughs> You're like, hello. Also, I'm proud of you, but also. Shit. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Like most teens, my parents and I didn't speak the same language. And by the time we finally agreed on what was a pro an appropriate next step for my life, it was too late. I had managed to find a way to self-destruct, self taking my future with me. Lady Bird isn't just a coming of age story. It really, truly is a love letter. Yeah, I agree. I really agree. Yeah. Amy, I just thank you so much for coming back. I'm so excited that you're here. Well, when you asked for someone to talk about Lady Bird, I was like, uh, I must talk about it yeah. because it was my life and your life and our life. And that's just, this has been really fun. Yes. And um, friends, <clears throat> if you haven't listened to the other episodes Amy has been, um, has joined us for, she was here in season two for our Asian American representation episode. It's great conversation. Every time I listen to it, I just think, dang it, Amy, we have such great conversations. Yes, <laughs> we do. And then also Freaks and Geeks. So go back and listen to Freaks yes. and Geeks as well, because that so show, good. oh my God. Anyway, can you please remind everybody where they can find you if they want to keep up with you online? Sure. So the best places to find me are on Instagram or Twitter, and that would be at the Amy Albertson that's A-M-Y-A-L-B-E-R-T-S-O-N. And that's the best way to find me. And friends will link to her socials in the show notes to make it a little bit easier for you to find her. And that's it. I'm just so glad you were here. I feel like we could have a whole, like, we could just have our own show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could probably just go on, like, a tangent of, like, we started with Ladybird, right? But then it leads into like talking about this, talking yeah. about that person. They're in this movie. Oh, did you see that? Like, wow, we could really. We really could. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in, y'all. Until next time. <laughs>